In the distance, I see a shining light. In the sky, I met the maker. If we survive this lovely life, what will begin to make it end? When we survive this lovely life. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, hon? Doing well, Josh. How are you, mate? I gotta say, I love this new wide shot. You can get a good look at both of us now here in the shack. Uh, we got the lights going. Background's looking hot. You're looking good. I'm looking hot. I'm looking good. Wow, what's new, right? We're coming into swimsuit season. You're getting your beach bod ready? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you've got a second baby on the way due right oh, as the yeah, season taking starts. taking good care of myself. How many late night, like post 11 p.m. dinners have you had I have, this past um, week? I have, I have done better about that lately. What does better mean? Well, I've just kind of gotten like the, uh, you know, like no one wants to work in fast food right now. It's true. Right. Fast food's in a bad state right now. And so like the quality of fast food I've been getting lately has not been good. It's been it's a been a bit of a bummer. We know how much we love the fast food. Chick-fil-A is still a mainstay, of course. Of course. course. They don't count. They're, they're bulletproof. Not, they're not fast food. Um that place. They really should be running the country. I know we, Truly. Joke, we joke about that a lot. They At really least should. At least the interstate system. Let's get them over there uh, in Russia and Ukraine. And, yeah. And, they'll they'll work it out. They'll give everyone chicken sandwiches and we'll go home happy. Yes. Um but but yeah, um, what was I even talking about there, Josh? Just eating fast food late at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, the quality's not been great. Like, and the and the service is always questionable. But mainly, the quality's not been been great. So I've been I've been cooking a lot more. Look Dude, at you. Yeah, that's great. We've been grilling. Nice. We've been uh, crockpotting a little bit. Crockpot's great. Yeah, crockpot, yeah. air fryer. So if anyone's got any recipes out there, how about your boy? Hit us up. I will say, it has been, you know. Whenever you have pictures taken at an event and you get a good look at yourself over the course of multiple photos, at least for me, it's a wake-up call of like, man, got to yeah. start making just a few changes here. Yeah, just, yeah, the wife will send you pictures, yeah. you know, from when you guys were 22 and you're like, whoa, that does yeah. not look anything like me now. That is the same person? No, I don't. I don't believe that. I look at pictures of myself from high school and I'm like, this is just someone who had my name that kind of looked like me, yeah. right? It wasn't right. me. Could yeah. have been me. It's sad. So, yeah, we've uh, our buddy Cabell runs a local meal prep company here. Been using mm-hmm. cabs for some uh, some lunches. You're looking hot. Thank you. And the people see it, right? That's right. That's why do you think... Like, like and subscribe if Josh looks freaking hot. For more beefcake action, like and subscribe. Uh, to the YouTube channel, but uh, doing that more and uh, just trying to, you know, get our lives in order, get our house in order, Addy. Trying to stay alive for our kids. That's right. You famously, I think, on the pod said that we're just we're just doing it for the kids at this point. Pretty much. Just want to see them do their thing. Just want to live long <laughs> enough to see them graduate high school and then punch yeah. out. Don't want old dad to be constantly out of breath. Going up the stairs. Hold on. <laughs> just give me a second. <laughs> So welcome into the show. If you're new, thank you for tuning in. This is a very exciting time of year. We are in the midst of the kind of second wave of free agency and what in our most recent guest, Greg Rosenthal, 
famously deemed on the Around the NFL podcast the trade tsunami. Now, he did this a few years ago, Addy, before we ever got to what I would consider perhaps the greatest stretch of trades in NFL history. I can't remember. If trades like this went down in your fantasy league in a one-week span, it would give you whiplash. But to see this actually happening now in the real NFL... It's pretty staggering. Yeah, it's new. It's a new thing. This was never the case. You know, it was always, uh, we always had to look to the NBA and uh, baseball for the for the big blockbuster deals. But yeah, it's, it's happening all the time. It's amazing. There's always an outcry of why is the NFL trade deadline not more exciting? Well, it's just because this is the time of year when trades happen. Because there's so much positioning and finagling that needs to happen as teams get under the salary cap, get ready for the NFL draft, you know, free up cap in order to sign free agents, re-sign their own players. So we've got a lot to talk about tonight. What we're going to do is hit some of the news. Big trade went down from my Indianapolis Colts. We're going to touch on that. We're going to look at the results of a mock draft that we recently did with some friends of the show. That was a lot of fun, Addy, over on Sleeper. I think it was a 27-round mock. Yeah. Is that right? A little startup IDP dynasty mock. There you go. Then we'll take a little break, and then uh, we'll hit the second wave of free agent signings for IDP. And the way we've grouped this is essentially IDPs that will probably be on your waiver wire come the start of the season. IDPs that are going to be solid depth piece for depth pieces for you, and then IDPs that are going to be solid starters. So we'll touch on the impact and what we think about those signings for IDP managers. Addy, but let's start with the big news. Devontae Adams traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. I had the same reaction as Robert Mays, which was when I saw this, I thought, did a fake Adam Schefter Catfish all of us. Adarn Schefter. Yeah, Adarn Schefter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one, the the Ari guy that does like my sports update or whatever uh, yes, it is. Yeah. It was like my sports updale. That was a good one. He got, he got I think, like Gary Davenport or somebody in IDP because it, uh, it was the Honey Badger signing yes. with some team or another. I can't remember <laughs> who it careful. was. Yeah, head, head on a you, swivel. You got to look at the actual spelling of the name. But uh, yeah. Devontae Adams chooses to go to the Las Vegas Raiders over coming back with the Green Bay Packers. Story came out right after the trade was announced that the Green Bay Packers offered more than the Raiders, but Devontae Adams just wanted to play with his old college teammate, Derek Carr. Here's what I think actually happened. This was floated on one of the pods I listened to. I can't remember which one it was. been listening to a lot of pods here recently. They said this deal might have been a little messy behind the scenes. And perhaps as a way of doing a solid for the Packers, they said, hey, Devontae Adams' agent, will you do us a solid? We'll get you traded. We'll get you the big contract with the Raiders. We'll make sure you're taken care of. Can you just say that we offered this more money than the Raiders to help us save face a little bit and just make it seem like you wanted to go to the Raiders to reunite with Derek Carr? Can you... Can you throw us that bone? And they're like, yeah, sure. We'll play ball. I don't, I just, it doesn't pass the smell test that Devontae Adams just wanted to go play with Derek Carr and he had a house in Las Vegas. It just doesn't add up to me. Hmm. That's his college teammate, man. I don't know. Versus the Hall of Fame quarterback that you have a telepathic connection with. 
Yeah. I understand. That's There's definitely an appeal to Vegas. Don't get me wrong, but you're leaving. Yeah, those two, that's like, uh, yeah, that's like one of the top connections of all time. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, that's a, that's a weird thing to leave behind. But, I mean, you know. Maybe Devontae will show that uh, it wasn't it wasn't just Rodgers that you know made him made him elite or special. Maybe, Maybe. he just needed a fresh start. He's going to get tons of targets. That's for, that's a fun offense. That's uh, that division. What that's insane. You got Hunter Renfro. You got Darren Waller. Devontae Adams. Derek Carr. You got Josh, Josh Jacobs. Daniels. Josh Jacobs now. So mm-hmm. yeah, Kenyon Drake's still on the team. So. And that's we a fun, know that's a playoff the, team. Like the, we kind of forget that. Yeah, the that defense that's a, that's a playoff gotten, team. Gotten better. That you know? almost beat the Super Bowl. You know, uh, participant from the AFC. Yeah. So I don't think the Raiders are that far off. Um, now suddenly their division's looking a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Unfortunately, the entire AFC is now much better. It's going to be hard. We could possibly see four teams from one division, mm-hmm. right? Because you could have the division winner and then all three wild cards from one division. It's possible. Mathematically, I don't know what the odds would be, but it is possible. Yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing. Because there's seven teams now. Yeah, I hope that happens. That would be. I mean, those would be. I mean, they seem like they'd the be best the most teams. fun, right? Yeah. Like, name me other squads outside of the AFC West that you would want to have. In the playoffs, certainly because it's all about quarterbacks, right? Yeah, no one from the AFC South, that's for sure. Yeah, can we just? That's what we need to do. Is sucks someone has to get in from the AFC. I know you kind of wish that they would just get to a point where it's like, eh, we're just taking the seven best teams. Yeah, and if it's a division winner, so be it. But yeah, no. If you don't crack the top seven, is the leader of your division? You don't get in. Like, who cares if the division winner is represented in the playoffs? We want the best. I think fantasy playoffs should be too. Like, we just Top want six the teams. seven best teams. Don't do the division shit. Yeah, that doesn't matter. So, we'll touch on this one briefly because it's been covered very, very well on other podcasts. But I do want to mention it because it is big news. Deshaun Watson traded to the Browns. And uh, this was a team that he originally had told was out of the running and yet gets a five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract to go and play for the Cleveland Browns little bit of salary cap sorcery to make his cap hit for the first year $1 million in case he's suspended he only loses $1 million off of that contract so even if he doesn't play a single snap he is going to see $229 million of this contract Uh, I don't really want to say a whole lot about it because it just is very gross on multiple levels but Cleveland has a new quarterback, and Baker Mayfield will maybe have a new team here soon. Yeah. Yeah. Bob dropped him today in a fantasy I league. Did, I did see that. He dropped him in our main XFFL league. That was pretty pretty powerful. It was a, it was a game, game of chills. Now, Bob, would you do it in the Superflex League? That's what I want to ask him. Ooh. Yeah, because he already has Patrick Mahomes. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, one QB league. Okay. Superflex? Superflex? Yeah. Two QB league? You doing that? <laughs> You think about that? I've got him in a in a uh, sixteen team league, and it's like uh, it's in a super, it's a super flex, and he's my super flex. Oof, that's tough. It's just yeah, it's not great. Not great. Not More great. So, you hate to have to cheer for guys like that. Uh, you're not going to. I mean, it's weird, man. It's it's Big Ben kind of went through the same thing, and then it was kind of forgotten. Unfortunately, like I think you know, eventually this will blow over, like everything does. Yep. You know, I mean, that's that's the world we live in. The world. That's just the way it goes. Um, 
but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird couple of years watching the Browns, and uh, if they do ever have success, it's gonna also be it's gonna feel like there's a asterisk next to it, you yeah. Know, of like, it's just man. I mean, you just hate to see a team like sell their soul out for yeah. And it's like, I've heard a lot of, you know, fair questions of like, hey, but where were you when it was Kareem Hunt or Ray Rice or Michael Vick or, that's Phil, true. you know, Tyree Kill, Adrian Peterson. And that's a good point. We didn't have a podcast. And also, there are magnitudes to this. It's mm-hmm. not just, I mean, hurting anyone, whether it's one person or 22 people like Deshaun Watson is accused of doing is wrong. And it should be looked at the same in that we should you know, couldn't condemn what that person did. But there is an order of magnitude with Deshaun Watson that just makes it impossible to disassociate from that. There's a lot of, I think, fans that try to separate their fandom from morality. And this one just has so much gravity to it. I don't know how you could possibly do that. We've seen mm-hmm. a lot of Browns fans defect. Our boy Dynasty Sneeko is now a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Sessler has has quit the Browns. Uh, yeah, Jeff, I thought about Mark, man. Yeah, That's what I thought about. He, it was just hard listening to that pod where he had to sit with the weight of that. But to his credit, he was out when they were pursuing Deshaun Watson. He he pulled mm-hmm. the ripcord. So, so did Nico pretty much. Yeah, and John Macri said that he's out. He's Macri basically he's just going to be a good. Fan. Good. None of those guys have to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyways, man, I think the more interesting story for me is where does Baker Mayfield land now? I love that the story came out today that was there's mutual disinterest between Baker and the Panthers, and the interest I've heard from the Seahawks is lukewarm at best. So I don't know that Baker Mayfield is going to be traded. I think he'll probably be cut and maybe sign as a competition slash backup somewhere. I saw where the Steelers would be pumped to have him. He'd be good competition for Mitch Trubisky, mm-hmm. for sure. That's crazy, though, man. It's fallen, he's fallen pretty quick. Think about if you ever would have said, you know, in that moment when the Browns get the monkey off their back and beat the Steelers in that massive playoff you know, win that, hey, fast forward two years, Baker Mayfield's going to be the Steelers quarterback. He must just be like a jerk in the locker room or something. Because, I mean, this guy was decent. Like, you know, before all this, the shoulder issues, I think he got hurt very early on, early on in 2021. So, I mean, that's a lot to, you know, probably blame for his struggles. Um, he, he, he had surgery at the end of the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he uh, – he was he was good. He was he was solid those first two years. I mean, it's just I, I it's hard to believe that someone won't take a shot on him. Isn't it crazy that he's not even getting what Carson Wentz fetched? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, Carson similar. Wentz, man, they Washington has to feel so dumb. Maybe they. I'm sure they don't. They don't care. They're whatever. Uh, there's no shame in Washington. There's no shame, and they also probably knew that some of these other guys might be able to shake loose, and they just said, "Ah, eh, we're fine with Wentz." I guess. The dice there. I guess, but they overpaid for Wentz. They could yep. have probably waited. And, and with similar concerns, as far as what we've heard about Wentz, that we have with Baker. Yeah, right. What's going on behind the scenes? But why pay? I mean, honestly, why pay anything for? Wentz? They took on that huge contract too, and gave up two thirds. Yep. Why pay anything for? I mean, just just reset. Do an actual reset. Like, yep. what are you doing? Yep. They just they got the new name. They got the new 
Take command hashtag. They got Commander Carson. Yeah, they got. They give me chills. Speaking of which, yeah, as Aaron put in the doc here, Wentz is a commie. I love that. (laughs) Apparently, that's what Commander sounds like to folks from the UK. And Matt Ryan is a cult. We go live to Josh for his reaction. Josh is very excited. This was an ideal outcome because the best season the Colts have had since Andrew Luck retired was the one in which the one in which Phillip Rivers was our quarterback. And I think Matt Ryan is a very comparable player at this stage in his career to where Phillip Rivers was when he took the helm of the Colts. He's a little bit younger. A lot of very smart football folks I trust said that he actually didn't look half bad. He carried that team for stretches last year, a very, very bad Atlanta Falcons offense. Now, we'll say we do still need to do some work on the offensive line. We need to get some more pass catchers. We need to draft a tight end or or bring one in. So there's work to be done. But even with the team as it stands right now, this is a significantly better situation than what Matt Ryan had. And he just gives you a stabilizing presence. You're not going to have Matt Ryan throwing left-handed interceptions backed up in his own end zone against a division rival. And that makes me feel good. Yeah, I think you guys are the favorite. In the division now, right? Maybe. Probably neck and neck with the tight ones. Yeah, the tight ones are, I guess, going to be up there. But I think you guys are better than better than, than them now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, congrats. You're still not going to really do anything, you know. No, we're not going to win the be the Super Bowl team for the But AFC. it makes it it's more enjoyable to watch. You'll enjoy watching the games now. He's a good quarterback. 31 teams don't win the Super Bowl. So I think you have to set your expectation mm-hmm. and your hope is just like, I want to see a fun team. I want to have something yeah. to get excited for on Sundays. JT should ball out. Yep. Uh, and so Pittman should have a really good year, I would think. I want to see the moves that we make to continue because I like I like the stuff that we've done. Y'all still got to get some pieces. Y'all y'all need some offensive upgrades. We've we've added, you know, we brought in Yannick and Gakway, which is a nice kind of rotational piece to go with Quiddy. Yeah. Um we shipped out Rocky Scene, which, you know, he was there was rumors he was going to be benched last year. So cool name though. That's a great name. Love it. Uh but we still need to work on that offensive line. We need a right guard. We need a left tackle. We need probably two or three wide receivers. We need a tight end. So we've got some work to do, Chris Ballard, and you got like probably still $45, 50000000 dollars to get it done. Yeah, no first, right? That's right. But the good news is this is apparently a pretty deep wide receiver draft. So you guys have a second. Mm-hmm, we have a second, and I love that Ballard did not even give up the higher third round pick. He gave up the later third to get Matt Ryan. So nice. I thought that was a nice move. Like go get the best player in. You know, best quarterback in Falcons history for not even our higher third, our later third. That's who I would have wanted out of all the quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, that tier of quarterbacks, you know, the Jimmy G's, the Wentz, the Bakers. None of those other guys appealed to me at all. Yeah. I, I love Matt Ryan, the idea of take the bridge guy who can be your quarterback for two years, draft somebody this year, preferably next year when we have a first, we'll have a second. We can maybe, you know, probably an extra second because Wentz, if he stays the commander's quarterback, we'll be able to flip that third into a second that we got, pair those two together, maybe move up in the first, maybe Mm -hmm. take our quarterback of the future, groom him for a year, and then Matt Ryan exits stage right after a couple seasons, and the new young gun takes over. Julio, you need Julio too. Uh, go get him. Why not? Yeah, it'd be fun. You know, be there's good for Julio Jarvis too. Landry. 
Uh, yeah, there's some solid receivers some, out there. I just don't don't do the thing where we bring back Odell Beckham and I'm sorry, bring back T. Y. Hilton. Yeah. Don't do that. Who yeah. else do you have in, in there? That's I mean, it. Uh, Pascal just signed with the Eagles. Oh wow. Um uh, and what about Paris, uh, Paris Campbell? Campbell? I mean, if you you know you can have him for a few quarters. Yeah, I'm not. I'm done. I'm don't don't talk to me about <laughs> Paris Campbell anymore. I don't want to hear it. Uh, Michael Pittman, Michael Strawn. I am excited for year two of the. Yeah, Michael wow. Strawn. The depth chart really has cleared for. Oh yeah, for him. Man. It really has. There's not. It's him. It's Ashton Doolin. Uh, Ashton you know, we, Doolin too. It's amazing. Those guys are going to actually have some. I mean, surely they they bring in some 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 folks. We got Mo Alley Cox and Kylan Granson at yeah. tight end. So I think we'll probably Hines is still there. Hines is still there with JT. So there's some nice weapons, but we definitely need two or three more pass catching options to yeah. help get this offense going. Yeah. Bring in Julio. Let's get this thing going. So moving down here to the next piece of news, uh, Lombardi Lenny back to the bucks. Now we're just waiting on Gronk to bring the band back for the uh, 2022 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Keyshawn! Your Keyshawn. Arrow down. Arrow just is cratered. Arrow subterranean at this point. Man, we thought we we thought we had a chance. Thought we snuck one in there. Mm. So uh, I love this because this was the one signing. Well, not one, the one. It was one of many free agent signings that just did not make any sense for me. Larry Ogunjobi lost out on his three-year $40 million deal because of a failed physical. He's coming off foot surgery. This struck me as, wait a minute, how much did we give Larry Ogunjobi? Exactly. Let's make sure he fails that physical, guys. Thank yes. you. Yeah, they got roasted. They got they saw yes. the, they saw the the tweets, and they're like, "Oh, we we uh, we messed up. We messed up. We overpaid." It's like you know, you have a drunken night out, and you yeah. spend way too much at dinner or the bar, and you're like, "Hold on, what?" But thankfully, in this scenario, you can actually get a refund, yeah, and not be up, uh, you know, up S Creek without a paddle, Addy. Yeah, we'll see what Hogan Joby's. Uh, Next contract looks like it will not be three years. I, for it'll 40. probably be like one year, eight million dollars, if I had to guess, yeah, something in that range. Fine. So, and to wrap up the news here, potential former uh, first round prospect David Ajabo tore his Achilles at the Michigan Pro Day. Uh, the reaction from staffers essentially just going and picking up the ball and moving on to the next drill while he writhed on the ground in pain has caused quite a stir on Twitter. But I just feel bad for David Ajabo. I feel like this pops up occasionally. Sometimes draft prospects are doomed by their own hand. And sometimes it's a freak injury like this at a pro day or at the combine or working out that uh, really tanks tanks these guys' value. But you hate to see it. This is a guy that's probably going to go first half of the first round and now be lucky to be a second-round pick. You hate when Twitter gets stirred up. I know. That's like kicking a hornet's nest if the hornets had, like, machine guns. Yeah, I didn't see that. I, I missed I Did missed, you miss the reaction? I missed the backlash? reaction. I hate it. I, love, I live for drama. Yeah, it was basically like, um, I think it was Bucky Brooks put it out. Like, you'd think the staffers would show a little more empathy. They basically, one guy just walked over and grabbed the ball. Ajabo's, like, rolling on the ground, like, holding his Achilles. It's just like, man. I mean, they didn't know it was an Achilles. It's like, you could just go check on the guy. Like, hey, man, you okay? Well, I mean, like, you know. I think they were all probably just like, oh, crap. What do they want? They want all, you know. They want him to rush them, it and kiss his boo-boo. All 20 of them to go over there and, yeah, smother him. Smother him with just a all pillow. all jump on him. <laughs> just, just sm- yeah, Whisper smother him. <laughs> that was it. Whisper in his ear, you okay? You okay? you okay, David? He's like, no, get away from me. I can't breathe. 
All right, so just always internet always wants you to just be mad about something about nothing. You just now just now getting slog out, folks. Yeah, just slog out. That's a good advice. Jesus, this is our life lesson for the day from the IDP show. Just log off. Log log off. If you're like if you're like drafting like a bunch of like you know long tweets that are you know threads of stuff. <laughs> like log out log out go for a walk with your family yeah uh, spend some time with your family go get some fresh air it's all gonna be all right it's all gonna be all right can we put boy dad hashtag boy dad in our bios is that are we allowed to do that well of course there's um there's girl dads right right yeah. that's a thing hashtag girl dad do is there like hashtag there's hashtag boy mom i know uh, yeah. that, that's a thing what what's the disrespect for the boy dads that is that is true. You don't hear a lot of like hashtag boy dad love out there. Yeah, we should start a movement. We should definitely not. I don't know that I. I don't know that I want to throw that in the bio. If I want to throw it in the bio, that's going to be all it is. Just well, hashtag dude, boy dad. Just twenty of them. Yeah, just in a row. That's the new name too. Yeah, hashtag boy dad life. <laughs> all right, Addy. We did a mock draft with some of our closest friends. And it was a lot of fun, and we learned a lot. This is always a good exercise this time of year to see how things have been moving and shaking in the Dynasty community where players are being valued. So I'm going to switch to your camera here, Addy, and why don't you take us through some of – you don't have to go round by round here. We'll, we'll post no, a picture. No, let's go round by round. Let's, let's read all – I mean, how many picks you got listed in here? I saw you in the dock earlier. God bless you. There's like, uh, 100, there was like 150, 160 yeah, 168 IDPs drafted. Yeah, 168 picks. So we're, we're going to go through every one, one through 168. Now, hit me with some of the, I guess, highlights for you looking at this list here. We can start off with – the fact that this thing kicked off with Miles Garrett, yeah. Nick Bosa, and TJ Watt as the first three picks. I think that is I think that's perfect. I think that's the way it should be. And that not, makes sense. I, I mean, in that order, I don't care. You can go you can put TJ Watt up there at the top. You can put Nick Bosa at the top. It don't matter. Yeah, these three in some order. Uh, they went 603, 606, and 705. So we always get the question of when should I start taking IDPs? In a offense and IDP league, sixth or seventh round is yeah. typically around the time you will see IDP start going off the board. And honestly, those three guys, like I'm, I was, I was, they were on my mind like around like the fourth and fifth round. It yep. gets pretty ugly quick. It does, I mean, as we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think it's those three for sure to to start it off. And and this is sleeper, so these are we we have them listed as DLs, linebackers, and DBs. Yep. Um, first linebacker off the board was Micah Parsons. If you want to consider him a linebacker, that's what he's listed as. Um, he was uh, actually drafted by me, seven oh eight. Um, what do you think about that? Where are you at on Micah Parsons? I mean, I don't know that. Does he? Come, do you think that's fair for him to come off after those three? Yeah, because I look at who else is on the board there and. I think you're in that territory where you could make a case for any of the guys that came after him, uh, but you're looking at Brian Burns, Roquan Smith, Rashawn Gary, Chase Young, Derwin James, Darius Leonard. I think I want Parsons over all those guys. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's probably number four for me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that's your top four, and, and regardless of really what format you're in. I because think- you have the edge possibility what if Parsons does just get moved what if they do sign a Bobby Wagner and suddenly 
Parsons is playing edge full time alongside Demarcus Lawrence in that vacated Brandy Gregory role. Yeah, he becomes like super Khalil Mack. Exactly. So I think, yes, I'm not putting Micah Parsons overall number one, probably. I still think these top three guys are where I would go, especially since linebacker, as we'll see, there's a little more depth there. But yeah, I think he's number four. So after Parsons, maybe a bit of surprise, Brian Burns. That was, uh, I mean, that's that's pretty early. He's he's definitely arrived. That is DL four. Um, I think that's about what I have in my ranks, though. So um, I don't I don't really disagree I, yeah, with it. I, I don't disagree because you look at the guys that come after, and there's only one dude I think you can kind of ask, like, wow, are we here with Rashawn Gary? Yeah, as DL five and IDP seven overall. It seems like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he is, well, we've mentioned a lot. He was third in pressures last year. Uh, Zadarius Smith's out, out of the way now. It is it is certainly Sean Gary time. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's he passes all the tests for us. Um, this is a little pricey. You it know? is a little high. I think I would still want, like, Darius Leonard, even above Brian Burns. I think after Michael Parsons, I'm kind of pivoting to – I want Roquan, I want Darius Leonard, Devin White at that point. Yeah, and then I would probably put Chase Young maybe after Devin White in that group. Chase Young, he's still holding his value. He was DL6 in this draft, so yep. you love to see that if you're a Chase Young believer. I mean, this uh, this group still believes in him. I probably have Chase Young number five behind Brian Burns. I think Burns is a worthy DL4 uh, I think you could make a case for Joey Bosa. I think you could make a case for Max Crosby or Jalen Phillips. But for me, I think I go Chase Young five. And then maybe I maybe put Bosa and Daniil Hunter above Rashawn Gary. I think it's in the Max Crosby, Jalen Phillips conversation for me is where I start thinking about Rashawn Gary. Yeah, I think I have Gary around like edge. 11, 12. I think he was 12 for you. Yeah, 11 um, or 12. I just want to see it. Uh, you know, I, I, I clearly I believe in him. That's a, you know, a top 12 ranking is great. But um, I don't know that he is a 15 sack type guy. I feel like he's like more of like a 10 to 12 type. Yeah, I which think, is solid. I think if you're drafting him inside the top 10, you're drafting him at his ceiling. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know that we're ever going to see a top five type right. of season from Rashawn Gary. I think he's going to be super solid. But not a guy that's going to be like in this top three stratosphere. The guys that we talked about. The so other, yeah, go ahead. So I mean, I guess another one that stands out here early on. Uh, this was the 16th overall IDP was Jalen Phillips. He was drafted as DL10. He was drafted in, in the ninth round. And I was going to say right before that, you've got the LB5 Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks. Come on down. LB5. Makes, makes a lot of sense. I mean, what? He had 184 tackles last year. Now no Bobby Wagner. Yep. I mean, uh that defense is going to be terrible. He's going to be out there a lot again. Um yeah, I mean, I'm 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 fine with that. Uh Quiddy Pay, another one that uh, was pretty high. He was DL fourteen. That's that feels about right. I like him as a really solid DL two. Yeah, that was ninth round. So what what I did was a little different in this draft. Um, I decided. So the narrative always is just load up on edge guys, and, and uh, everyone in this draft is pretty sharp. We didn't even mention the the room we got in in here. 
But there's a lot of I me. Mean, it's like Macri and Evan Ronda and Bob and me. And Joey you was in and there. Joey. Yep. Z Mags. Z Mags. And um, I'll pull up the list here so we don't. Coach. Yep. Coach was Coach in there. Coach was in there. We had we had maybe one or two kind of newer guys. Yep. Um, yeah. Pull up the list so I don't forget anybody. But um, it was a good room. So what I kind of did, I mean, I, everyone was kind of. I like you. You. I like your strategy here quickly because you like to just try stuff out. I could just like to out. zig when people zag in these mocks. I like to just get value wherever I see value. That's kind of where I like to go. Um, and yeah, I want to make other people kind of stressed out a little bit. So I think that's kind of what I did. I went Micah Parsons um, at seven oh eight. Then I went. Um, then I went Roquan Smith in the next round eight oh five. So well, Parsons Roquan both mine. Then yes. I go. Then I keep hitting it. You're going linebacker. You did this with one of the last mocks we talked about when you went DB. You said, what if I just grab the top four DBs? Mm-hmm. So that's what I like. You're kind of like pulling a Sigmund Bloom here. Next, and, next and one I'm doing. Push, people push the panic button. Yeah, next one I'm doing. Yeah, people just be like, what's he doing? I just want people to just be like, what are you doing? And and kind of freak out and tilt yeah. and overreact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one I'm going to do, I'm going to not draft a single IDP. I mean, I'll maybe draft one or two. But I'm going to try not touch them. Just load up on offense? Until like the 13th or 14th round. Ooh. Just to see what it looks like. Just to see what it looks like? See what type of defense I can put together. Um, that's the perfect time to try stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. This is this is, this is is for fun. So I'll give you all the... Oh, dr- I want Fred Warner and then JOK, though, with so my you, next with my oh, next. I was wondering picks, who took yes. Fred. Yeah, because JOK was LB8, I believe. Yeah, and Fred, I'm high. I'm, so Fred, he is, uh, I think, like LB5 or 6 in my, in my rankings, and I, that's about where I took him here. Um, he went LB six nine oh eight. Uh, yeah, round nine, pick eight. Um, Fred Warner, I think he is about to enter into his Eric Kendricks, Bobby Wagner Ooh, face. Love that. Um, we know he's a good NFL linebacker, and I think that's an important point. Yes, he's going to stick around for a long time. I love his dynasty value. So yes, I, I love Fred Warner. Um, I mean, look, pull up, there's no reason this guy should ever get any hate in any circles at all. His dad loved us once upon a his time. His dad did once follow us. Uh, miss you, Fred Senior. Miss you, Fred Senior. Hey, let me give a quick shout out here to our drafters, Addy. So we mentioned most of them. John Macri. We also had uh, one of our boy Evan Ronda's friends, Turner Sykes. Check him out on Twitter at Turner Sykes IDP. That's S Y K E S. Was drafting in the two spot. Evan Ronda in the three. Joy the Tooth at the four. Dynasty DVM at the five. I was in the six hole. Coach Schneider was at the seven. You were at the eight. Dynasty Sneeko was at the nine. Ben Raddy was at the 10. Z Mags was at the 11. And Bob was at the 12. So that right. was our we room. Sneeko and, and good room. Uh, and Ben helped us out. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was it was a good room. Uh, everyone, you know, pretty much knows their stuff in there. Uh, yeah, pretty much knows their stuff. So who's getting lumped into the <laughs> don't don't doesn't know their stuff category? That would be Josh. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Guess who was in Addy's ranks every time he was taking an IDP? I know a lot of y'all were in the ranks. I need y'all to come clean. I know a lot of y'all was using the ranks every every single pick. Hey, another one I wanted to call out here. So Jordan Brooks LB five that kind of made me raise my eyebrows a little bit. What about Baron Browning LB ten? That, that feels a yeah, little rich. That's a little rich for me. Uh, and also right below that, Zayvon Collins. And this was before Jordan Hicks was released. Yep. So we'll see what, what Zayvon Collins looks like in the 
um, the next one we're going to do with these. He may even climb up a little bit more than this, which is crazy. Although, uh, I saw where today Nick Vigil signed with Arizona. That's got, oh, that feels God. like that's going to be annoying. LB9, I don't know that he can go much higher, Zayvon Collins. He could. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because you're talking JOK, uh, Logan Wilson, and Fred by the, Warner. Uh, by the way, whenever I went uh, I went Joe, JOK, I did kind of want Logan Wilson. Z-Max took him right before me. I was going to go Fred Warner, Logan Wilson, uh, Roquan, Micah Parsons. Yeah, you were getting him to tilt already. Yep. He's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, what's Eddie doing, <laughs> that wackadoo? So, yeah, Baron Browning was a little rich for me. This feels like a classic upgrade scenario. Couldn't you see the Denver Broncos bringing in B-Wags for a Russell Wilson B-Wags reunion? Oh, yeah. I typically don't watch the NFL Network coverage, but they had the uh, one of the programs this evening, and it was um, Willie McGinnis was on there saying, you know, the Colts traded for Matt Ryan. He was like, you want guys that are, like, proven winners. He's like, go get Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner's out there. And I was like, ugh, Friday P. I don't really know about muddying that linebacker room, but for real NFL oh, purposes, man. sign me up. <laughs> like, how is Bobby Wagner not have a job yet? Yeah, I know. Uh, as far as – Honey bi- Badger as well. Yeah, big trends I wanted to call out here, Addy. Um, a lot of DB fading going on. This was something yes. I picked up on. So – just to give you an example, Minka was taken as DB15. Right after him, Peyton Turner was DL34, and Levante David went as LB32. So literally twice the number of D linemen and linebackers had been taken as compared to DBs at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there were still, I mean, with everyone fading DB, there were still crazy DB value. Late. Oh, Insane. The last pick of the draft was Trayvon Diggs. Just do not do not overdraft DB this year. Like if there's any position that you're going to sit out, I know I've floated that stuff in the past about you know, load up on the studs, and that was I think it's still a solid strategy. But it's you got to I mean you got to hope health and everything like that works out. Um, and that's not something you really you really want to you know try and and predict. Uh, but fade DB, just fade it. You can figure it out like you can figure out in season. We saw so many guys pop up. We see it every freaking year. J. Ron uh, Curse, Jalen Thompson, Xavier Woods. Yeah, there's just so many examples. If we went through the the top, Justin 12. Reed's probably going to be Justin a super Reed's relevant gonna, guy. That's let's so yeah. Let's speaking of guys like that, I you, want, you bolded some guys on down the list. Some of my favorite values. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Just some really good values. So DL forty two, Randy Gregory. That was in the nineteenth round. Do you like that? He's with the Broncos now better than him with the Cowboys. I think so. I, I feel think so. pretty similar about it. I think it's going to be a DL2 slash three consideration for Gregory. I think so too. Because, I mean, even though they were, um, even though all three of those guys, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy, Randy uh, Gregory, and Micah Parsons, even though all three of those guys would be on the field together and rush the pass at the same time, like a guy like Micah Parsons out there will eventually kind of cut into Gregory's snaps, I would think. I feel like it's more of a rotation in Dallas. I feel like Denver, it's going to be more playing time for Randy. Yeah, so, Shelby Harris is out the door. You still have Draymond Jones. You have John Cooper. Chubb coming back. Chubb. 
But um, I like Randy Gregory the, I mean, the most the, out of that. He's the best out of those options, I think. Yeah, he was really good this year. So, Randy Gregory, who were some of your other favorite deals? Uh, then our boy uh, Gross Matos. I got him as DL44. That's pretty nice. Uh, another thing in Sleeper, I mean, you really can't, like, you can do the, you can, you can, you can neglect defensive line too. I mean, you really can. It's, you'll see. There's, there's some, there's some dumb deals here. I got Gross Matos at uh, DL44. That was in round 19. Um, he was like literally my DL four, I believe. Um, I mean, we know about his opportunity with Son Reddick leaving town. He looked really good to to end the year, um, and at times. So he's someone that you know I think Arrow's definitely pointing up for. Uh, Christian Wilkins, another guy that was a good value and sleeper. DL forty six. That was the twentieth round. DL forty six, and he's probably what D tackle five or six. Right. So you're telling me that there are. 40 defensive ends that you would take above this guy? Yeah, no. I don't think so. I no. think he should probably be about 15 spots higher than this. Yeah, not so more. I mean, it's, it's even like, and that's why I, I want to, that's why I want to really just truly fade IDP. I want to go, I want to go zero, zero, DB, zero, zero LB, and zero, zero DL. IDP. It's yeah. a new, brand new strategy. Yeah. Um, just because I'm, I, I think I can find the value late. I'm gonna trust. I'm gonna trust in, in my drafting skills and uh, and also sleeper sucks with the ADP, so you can find some <laughs> values because that's why I pulled up your ranks. I t- I talk about this a lot, but it's like y'all. There's however many relevant IDP pieces out there. We're not gonna remember every single one of them mm-hmm. and whether or not they've been drafted in these startup drafts. So Addy's ranks are a great tool of value and finding value in drafts, but it's just a list of players so that you don't forget that guys exist. That's why I would go and just check and see, like, okay, who are three or four guys that have not been taken yet? Ooh, this guy's still there? Let me grab him, you know? So it's not like just copy and paste whatever your set of rankings are. It's just like use that as a way to – use that as essentially to – the function of what ADP is supposed to do. Well said, Joshy. Unreal. Uh, I, I guess I should also mention, though, that um, these this was done before free agency. So, I mean, with the next one we, we do, I imagine Randy Gregory will be up a little higher. That's what will be nice. It'll be fun to compare kind of um, pre-free agency, uh, post-free agency, and then, like, also, we're going to try and do one after the, the rookie draft, too. Because I would be curious how much movement we see once guys actually sign deals. Because I think people who are doing mock drafts in freaking like mid-March are aware of who the free agents are. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious how much of an uptick or a downtick you see when guys actually sign deals. Yeah. I can't imagine that guys fluctuate much more than like five spots up or down from what their previous ADP was. I will say though, with the with the uh, with all these huge deals that these aging uh, edge rushers got, it really did make me bump a lot of the, and it's gonna make me. I'm gonna that's just gonna follow. I'm gonna follow that away just for future you know reference. Um, man, these edge guys, and we've said it a lot. They really truly hold their value. Like late and like you know into their into their mid thirties, like late into their career, they're still getting monster deals, and so you have to factor that in in uh, for dynasty and for someone like Von Miller and Chandler Jones, who you know in somewhere like MFL 
Now they're going to get the defensive end tag. Yep. Like, holy hell, that's something they've, like, never had. And now you've got Zedaria Smith Zedaria going Smith. to your Vikings. We'll see what – I mean, they're, they're maybe going to be in a 3-4. We'll see what they leave him as. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Gosh, some of these guys really saw their 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 situations improve, and then they're going to get you know new tags that are that are more favorable. Um, but yeah, we have to remember that 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34 is not old. Not for, for defensive for end. defensive ends, edge rushers. It's kind of like interior defensive linemen. Yeah. that's not a big deal at all. It's like offensive linemen. You know, have Andrew Whitworth having a magnificent season at left tackle at 40 years old, I think we have to change a little bit how we approach the age curve uh, when it comes to these defensive line guys. Yeah. Now, is that the rule? No, not necessarily. But we need to, I think, reset our expectation that, you know, only 10% of edge rushers are going to be relevant past age 30. Maybe it's closer to like 25% now. Maybe it's closer to 30. Maybe a third of... You know, elite edge rushers maintain peak value past age 28, 29 now. It'll be interesting to follow along. Yeah. You know, once we have more, you know, just more data is always a good thing. One of these guys like Brian Burns and Max Crosby uh-huh. and Chase Young, how long, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, how long are they still the cream of the crop at their position? Right. And, you know, like we see with Tom Brady and all these other people that are going to want to continue emulating guys like Brady, like how long can these guys play into their careers and play at a high level? I think, I mean, we see it. That's how every, like every generation gets better with as far as taking care of themselves, playing longer. So, I mean, that's, I don't think that's going to be something that slows down. Um, So yeah, something to, you got to keep in mind for, for dynasty and uh, a great segue into let's hop back into the mock. Another one of my favorite picks here. Uh, and, a, and a great example of all this, someone you can get late, and I got late, DL47, Khalil Mack. Mm. Lo- love, re- go read John Macri's write-up of the free agency moves thus far. If you want to get excited about Khalil Mack lining up across from Joey Bosa, I'm just going to read you a little piece here. From this article, go get you a PFF sub, y'all. John is doing the Lord's work. His articles have absolutely been crushing it. For IDP purposes, this should be a good thing for both Bosa and Mac, as both players are among the best in the NFL at creating sacks for their teammates. Mac has generated 87 pressures that led to sacks for teammates since 2016, while Bosa has accrued 81. That was sixth which is a positive sign that these elite pass rushers will feed off one another moving forward. Imagine shitting on PFF. Like, are you kidding me with this analysis? <laughs> like, where else are you getting creating pressures that lead to sacks for teammates data? Yeah, let me see y'all's databases. I let, it's, a, it's, it's a cool thing to do to shit on PFF. Uh, but let me see your data. Oh, you don't have any? <laughs> oh, okay. That's cute. Yeah. Maybe just stop. I don't know. Just stop hating in general. Like, we don't, like, for some reason, people think they just got to, like, tell people what they don't like. No one cares, man. Yeah. Like, no one cares. Nope. And here's um, the thing. No one, have we ever said on this show, Addy, that PFF grades should be taken as gospel? No. And it's the only tool that matters for fantasy football. Of course not. We reference a lot of different sites. A lot exactly. of really good sites on this show. Stop acting, stop foisting 
undue pressure and expectation upon PFF grades and PFF data because you're trying to make a point and sound smart. You just sound dumb. Yeah. Nobody thinks it's the be-all, end-all, so just stop. But, hey, guess what? It's weird that, like, most of the good players and elite players grade pretty well. Yeah. Really weird. Imagine that. Imagine that all 32 teams use PFF data. Yeah. And wow. also, they have people watching every single game, every single play. What are you watching? Are you doing the same thing? No. That's get a good you a P- Get you a PFF sub. 30% off right now, I think. That's right. Um, There's a good promo code out there. I think if you... They don't want to have anything to do with us. I don't, they don't think they know that we're, uh, you know... Pumping them right now. Oh, no. This is not a paid segment. I would love if PFF wanted to uh, get uh, in a partnership with the IDP. They should. They should. We uh, we love you guys. We love PFF. We love John Mack. Cincinnati, right? They're just just, uh, throw away. That's right. We used to go up in Cincinnati. All gotten kicked out of Cincinnati many times. Come back with our tail between our legs in our younger days. We sure did. So uh, some of your more favorite values, Eddie. Let's wrap this uh, this mock draft recap up. Jaron Curse, a guy that went uh, DB24. That's someone that's going to be way up now. Uh, this was a Macri pick here, DL48. Zadarius Smith, he got him in the 20th round. So, I mean, just crazy value. I like Brandon Jones a lot this year. He's DB, DB25, absolute stat sheet stuffer. Um, he's someone that you can get in the 21st round. Uh, Legereus Need, he was DB30. Shout out Bob. Uh, Bob, we also got Kaiser White is LB46 in the 22nd round. Uh, Cameron Bynum, someone that I'm I'm pretty high on, DB32. I got him in the 22nd round. Josh, I love this pick here. DL51, Charles Harris. Not too shabby. 22nd round. This was a top 12 defensive end last year. Um, Resign with the Lions. Resign with the Lions. They gave him two years, 14 million. Love to see it, man. Um, Honey Badger, DB34, again, just like, why would you ever spend on a DB? Also right below him, Marcus May, he's solid. Uh, Marcus May on a new team now. Marcus May, uh, where'd he, he went to, um, I'll look up where he went. I'm blanking. There's too many moves. Uh, so many moves. Chauncey, uh, Gardner Johnson, someone that I love. He went DB37. Marcus May is with the Saints now. That's right. And they gave him some money too. We love the way they use safeties there. Um, DL55, our boy Uchina. He was Gosh, the- I wish the Colts would have snagged him. It yeah. made me so mad to see. Uh, I think the Ravens got him, right? Seattle got him. Seattle um, got him. That's a nice grab. I, I like that it. a lot. I like it a lot, too. Been, we've been waiting for edge rush there forever, and it just... Dunlap's gone. Dunlap's gone. I know they do a rotation there, but what have they had? Like, what have they had at all? It, just, I mean, guys who have not lived up to their potential. Yeah. Has-beens are just, yeah, one-hit wonders. That's all they've, they've kept in rotation there. Uchenna gives them a chance to uh, change that trend. Um, obviously, here's probably my favorite pick of the draft that aged extremely well, Mr. Justin Reed, DB40. Um, I mean, that's just going to – this guy maybe saw his stock increase more than anyone else with free agency. And you just loved Greg Rosenthal coming and giving him some love here before free agency happened. And then we saw the big massive deal with the chiefs and all of a sudden it's, it's like double arrows up at that point. Yeah. It all worked out. It was, it was uh Hollywood couldn't have written it any better now, Josh. Now don't skip over LB 48 Denzel Perryman. Yeah. Yeah. Only a top what? Five or six linebacker before he got right. hurt. Went to the Pro Bowl. That stuff matters in circles in the NFL, you know. So I mean, uh, yeah, he's. I would imagine that he's going to 
you know, if as long as he gets another opportunity to start, he's going to soak up another 140 tackles next year. Yeah, you got him as the LB48, literally like your LB4. Um, Jordan Whitehead, DB43, that's obviously going to go up now. Uh, Chandler Jones, DL58, oh boy, that looks that looks wonderful. And again, you know, he's 31, but they gave him three, four years, Josh, and and. I think it was a three year. Three years. Deal. I think it was three years, fifty one million. Something like that, yeah. But I mean that's and, and guess what? John Macri wrote about Chandler Jones. Jones has been one of the best finishers of the past decade, posting hundred and seven and a half sacks in his career, but he's also been kind to his teammates, creating the third most pressures that lead to sacks for his teammates since two thousand sixteen. This kind of sounds like a Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack situation we got brewing here with Triple X, Max Crosby, and Chandler Jones. Interesting. And also, we need to uh, give some love to Zadaria Smith because he was hurt all last year, but this dude was like league leader in pressures, I believe. Let me let me, let me me double check that. But um, Zadaria Smith, I mean, assuming he's back to – Full health. I mean, this this guy is. Is he not elite. filling the Everson Griffin role that we saw alongside a healthy Daniil Hunter? Oh is, yeah. Is this not the expectation we have for this guy? Maybe a a supercharged version of Everson Griffin? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Now you're talking that Zadarius Smith was the pressures leader two years ago. Two years ago, 2020 his pressure numbers were a little bit down, but yes, it was. Sorry, it was 2019. But still, twenty nine. I mean, twenty twenty was not like it was bad. He was solid. He was still in the sixties. It's still weird to me they picked Preston Smith over Zadarius Smith. It's like, what does the team know that maybe we don't know? Yeah. But, I mean, that's the the money tells you the Vikings like him and yeah. have have big plans for him. We'll see though. With I mean, there's been all these rumors about Daniel Hunter potentially being traded. I don't know. Is like is this no, move his his uh, eighteen million dollar roster bonus hit on Friday at four p.m. Eastern. So. You're not going anywhere. Okay. Yeah, that was the deadline. If they were going to trade Daniil, it was before that roster bonus locked okay. in. Well, that's good. That's a that's a sick. That's a very sick duo. Yep. So, all right, Addy. Final takeaways from the mock here before we go to break. As always, um, fade fade DB. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to go edge rusher early on. You can. You can, with these vets playing later into their career, I mean, you can find these guys late, especially on, you know, if you're playing sleeper, you can for sure fade pretty much every position. Um, you just need to have a good set of ranks. You got to have a good set of ranks with a good list of players. Uh, and if you check out the idpshow.com, that's right. You can have that list of, of players for free. For free. Because we love you. And now I will say those are going to be going away here soon. So That's right. make you a copy of it or do something because those are going to be behind. Well, we're not going to be behind a paywall, but they are going to be locked because we are going to be promoting the IDP draft kit. That's right. What a great, great promotion there, Addy. The IDP Check it out. We're collaborating with IDP guys and also dynasty football factory. Our boy DFF trip is helping us out. We're going to have dynasty Redraft ranks. Kyle B is writing up a vacated snaps report along with some players to keep in mind based on what snaps walked out the door in free agency. Tripp's going to be looking at coaching and scheme changes to see how that might impact your favorite IDPs. We're going to have sleepers, breakouts, busts, rookies. 
All the good stuff, Addy. Everything you need to dominate your draft, theidpdraftkit.com. Check it out. And check out Addy's ranks before they go into the draft kit, uh, which will launch on June 1st, and you'll have access to it all the way up through the start of the season. I'm excited. It's going to be a great product. we got awesome people working on it. That's right. Uh, we, we want it to be good. I mean, we, you know, and I think that if you've been rocking with us for the past, what, three years now, almost three years, yeah. you know, that we're not going to put out any, any crap. We're not going to half-ass anything. And, uh, I mean, I think we, we, uh, we have a pretty good feel on, on, uh, the value of these guys and kind of, you know, what's, what's going on in, in the IDP world. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be something very valuable for the community, and we are uh, we're pumped to be a part of it. What a gift! What a blessing! Check it out. Early bird pricing only ten dollars. So mm. early bird pricing will not be around forever. I think we're going to cut that out once the NFL draft is here. So if you're thinking about getting the IDP draft kit, check it out before the NFL draft and get the early bird pricing. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our friends at Manscaped. And RSO, and another little ad read, just another reminder about the draft kit for y'all. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the second wave of free agency and the signings that you need to know about for IDP. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Can I get a round of applause, everyone? Yay! In case you couldn't tell, I'm joined by my special roommate, Olivia. Say hi, Olivia. Hello. Mostly because Josh said that my last ad had serious tired dad vibes. So we're doing a reshoot of the Manscaped ad to liven it up a bit. And we are excited to announce Manscaped launched their... Ultra Premium Collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts, so I get to bring you on here, and we hardly even get to talk about my bathing suit area. I'm sure that's a massive disappointment for you. But no, we're talking about a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. And let me ask you this, Olivia, what would you say is your favorite manly scent? To pick just one? Oh, so many. Uh, definitely it's gotta be the smell that fills my home after you've eaten an entire cheese pizza, despite being extremely lactose intolerant. Okay, well, I don't think my lactose intolerance is something to make fun of, so we're moving on. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man, and I know you view me more as like a Superman type, which is obviously kind of you, but I'll show some humility and say that I fall in the category of an everyman. But anyways, the skin and hair care kit covers you from head to toe. So literally, Manscaped is trusted below the waist and now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDP show. All right. We all know how essential the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is for that precise trim below the waist. Their advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts to your most delicate areas. But now... You can enhance your perfect grooming routine with their ultra premium collection. This package includes Manscaped premium deodorant, not just for your balls, but for your stanky armpits. This deodorant dries clear and is aluminum free and smells like their signature scent. Hydrating body moisture. Have tattoos or issues with dry skin? 
designed to keep skin feeling clean, smooth, and smelling fresh. Body wash to lather up with their infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. Two-in-one shampoo and conditioner to clean your scalp with just one easy step. Shampoo. Plus a free gift. A three-pack of lip balm made up with their ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. Right. You want to keep the chappers moist. And let me ask you personal preference here. On a scale of soaking wet to dry AF, where would you say you prefer my chappers? Well, seeing as you've already used two of your three chapsticks in about a month, I'd say you're naturally dry AF and would use any lubrication that you can get. I do like to stay lubricated, and I can't help it that the chapsticks are very small. So, that's four products, plus a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. What a score. All these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. The best ingredients with zero compromise. Uh, As a vegetarian, you have to appreciate them catering to the vegan crowd here. Am I right? Absolutely. Vegan men have the same needs as the rest of y'all. Yeah. Personally, I prefer a little bit of red meat in my uh, body washes and cleaning supplies, but obviously uh, not everybody will want that. So I'd recommend using the products in this order. Can you uh, walk me through how to shower and clean properly, please? Definitely. Take notes, please. Step one, hop in the shower, scrub a dub dub that body with the Manscaped body wash. Step two, lather your hair up with the two-in-one shampoo conditioner to keep your noggin toggin. That's okay, right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is toggin? Because this tripped me up last time. I don't know what that means. Have you ever heard this before? It means like on point, like keep your head on point. Fire, as the kids say. I don't think that's a thing. I think they use toggin to just make it rhyme with noggin, even though they could have just used completely different um, verbiage there. So anyway, step three. Okay, well, the point is that they both come in the same bottle, two in one. You don't need to do two different steps here. You're saving so much time, okay? So you can only keep it togging, toggin, if you're using both in one. What if you just have the shampoo? Then you ain't noggin. No, I ain't toggin. <laughs> well, that's for sure. All right, keep going. Okay, step three. Dry off, get out of the shower, and spray down that body with a hydrating body moisturizer moisturizer to reinvigorate that dry skin. And we know in these uh, dry Canadian winters, you could definitely use that. Yeah, I'm pretty crusty. (laughs) Step four, put on the Manscaped deodorant for obvious reasons. And step five, pop on that Manscaped lip balm. No one is out here kissing chapped up lips. It's true. That's why I use the lip balm all the time. And I still don't get kisses. Getting dressed after is optional. eh? Wear one great scent all day long. Get that ultra premium collection hot off the shelves. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. It feels like a song we should probably write. Anyways, the power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. How's that for tired dad energy, Josh?
What's up, everybody? Josh here with the IDP Show. Now, if you've been listening to our show for any amount of time, you've probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where league members get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. And the IDP show is making it happen for listeners. We've partnered up with RSO to offer new members 10% off their annual site fee. Just use promo code IDP show after your 14 day trial is complete. So, what are you waiting for? With RSO, you have free agency, multi year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Like we said, it's the closest thing you can get to being an NFL general manager. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Just remember to use the promo code IDP Show to get 10% off the site fee. Again, that's promo code IDP Show to get 10% off the site fee for your leagues in 2022. Fantasy just got real with Reality Sports Online. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's up, everybody? Josh Raymer here with the IDP Show, and I am so excited to share some big news with you all today. We are announcing a new project that has been a collaborative effort between the IDP Show, IDP Guys, and Dynasty Football Factory. It is the IDP Draft Kit. Now, whether you're new to IDP or you've been playing for decades, we could all use a little help once draft day rolls around. After all, the foundation we lay during the draft is what sets us up to win a championship or, if you're in a dynasty league, be a top contender for years to come. The IDP Draft Kit is the resource you need to dominate your drafts. We've got you covered with combined and positional rankings for both redraft and dynasty leagues. Now, this isn't a static draft resource either. It'll be updated throughout the offseason so you stay ahead of the curve. More of a do-your-own-research fantasy player? No problem. We've got top-level analysis from some of the brightest minds to help you identify opportunities for each of the 32 NFL defenses. If you've thought about trying IDP but were hesitant to take the plunge, don't worry. We're here to help guide you with an IDP starter kit plus our preferred scoring settings for a new league. It's everything you need to hit the ground running and absolutely flatten the IDP learning curve. 
Your road to IDP glory starts here. No more missing the playoffs or coming in second. All you need to do are follow these two simple steps. Step one, pre-order the IDP draft kit today. Step two, get ready to destroy your league mates. That's it. Once you have the IDP draft kit, you'll be so far ahead of your competition, they'll swear you're about to lap them. So, what are you waiting for? Go to theidpdraftkit.com today to pre-order the IDP draft kit. When you use that link, you'll automatically get our early bird pricing applied. And our early bird pricing is 50% off the regular price. But don't delay because this pricing won't last forever. So, one more time, visit the idpdraftkit.com and pre-order today. Welcome back to the IDP show. That, of course, was Sugar Daisy. Uh, Addy, we got the new clip from their song. I believe it's Where the Wildflowers Grow on the uh, intro. Yep. And then, of course, that was Rabbit. And then we've got a new song. Well, we've played it on the show before, but we haven't used a clip of it for their newest outro. song. It's yeah. The, yeah, their newest song, Savior. So check them out. And then, of course, coming into the break, that was Astronomy Club. Uh, their song, uh, All Right, is that the name of that one? Uh, feeling Fine. Feeling Fine. So that was Astronomy Club, Sugar Daisy, local BG bands. We love having their music on the show. Absolute vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> Unreal vibe. Unreal Hanks. And you love to have that as a backdrop. Hashtag, what is it? Boy Dad. Hashtag Boy Dad. <laughs> Hashtag vibes. <laughs> Hashtag Boy Dad. Yeah. I just, that just, I don't know, it unsettles me a little bit. That they have to do it? That they have to do the girl dad? Or is it you're saying the boy dad? The boy dad just... Um, well, it's... I mean, yeah, I think you're... you're Obviously, you're you're trying to rile up the hashtag girl dad community. Oh, so this is... You're saying this is kind of planting your flag in the face of hashtag girl dads. What are we doing? Why we need to, why we need to know that? I don't or are know. you better than me because yeah. you're because you're a girl dad? Does it make um, you better than me? You better you you. What does that mean? You think you're better than me? It's like um, it's like the folks who put the uh, the whole stick figure family, mm-hmm. and then it's the people who put like the stick figure family eat, being eaten by a dinosaur. Yeah, and then I love that it's like my cocker spaniel is smarter than your honor student. And yeah. then, then it became a whole thing of like, well, pick your dog breed and then make fun of honor students at That's the same me. time. That's me. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the, uh, yeah. It I'm always, the mean bumper, bumper stickers. stickers always just make me think of a Michael in Black tweet that I saw, which was, I don't know what message you're trying to convey with your bumper sticker, but all I see is that it says, I'm poor. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, that's true. You don't see bumper stickers on like Mercedes or. That's true. Yeah. So it's a wake-up call that we are, in fact, poor because I've had many a vehicle with bumper stickers on it. You did. You used to have an excessive amount. Yeah, it was too many on the old vehicle. I don't have any on this one. Yeah, Josh did have it. You had, like, the uh, you had like the Ron John surf shop. Did I? 
Yeah, you sure did. That's I, think, a, yeah, I think that was on my first ever truck when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. I had a WKU dodgeball one. Uh-huh. Um, I think I had a Transformers, like uh, Autobots. You had, one a Halo, on there. you had a Halo one, too. Did I have a Halo one? Yeah. How do you remember my high school truck bumper stickers better than me? Because, I mean, I, I mean, it stood out. It was like, I was like, what the hell is Josh doing with all these stickers? I was just trying to be cool, man. I was just trying <laughs> to fit in, trying to find, trying to find a tribe. We're all just, yeah, searching for someone to love us. That's right. So we grouped these free agent acquisitions here in the second wave of free agency, again, by waiver wire, depth pieces, and solid starters. So we're not going to read all these waiver wire guys, Addy, but I'm curious if there was anyone that jumped out to you as being particularly IDP relevant. You already mentioned Nick Vigil could be a thorn in the butt cheeks signing with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Fletcher Cox, I thought this was kind of interesting, uh, cut by the Eagles and then ends up coming back on a one-year $14 million deal. I know, damn. Some serious squat. Like, how much did they actually save by cutting this guy? Yeah. But Jordan Hicks, this was another one I found interesting with your Minnesota Vikings, two years, $10 million. That's not like backup money. No, no, no. That's that's good. That's really good news for if you have Jordan Hicks in a dynasty league. Um, yeah, I mean, we remember Nick Vigil when he got a shot last year. Um, he racked up the tackles. I think Jordan Hicks could do a similar thing. Um, and you know, there's a lot of a lot of pieces moving out of Minnesota, but a um, lot of pieces moving in too. Sure, new defensive coordinator. Yep, you got the old uh, coach Mike Zimmer out of there. Yep. This was another player that Macri mentioned in his article. He wasn't quite sure with the way that these, this defensive coordinator was going to deploy these linebackers. He thought it might actually be a little bit of a tick down for both guys, Eric Kendricks and for Jordan Hicks. But he did see Hicks as the LB2 alongside Kendricks. Uh, yeah, I mean, no one's expecting Hicks to do what he did last year, though, right? That was just, you know, he was he just benefited from being out there. But I don't think anyone was thinking Hicks is an, an actual special player. But yeah, I mean he's gonna he still has a chance to be a solid player though for your IDP. Yes, that's why we have him in waiver wire. Yep. He probably won't be on many rosters come week one. But we got to keep in mind these linebackers, especially if Kendricks goes down for a couple games. Like yeah. Uh, but Ed Donatel, I remember it being like kind of like a Ninja Turtles. That's why I was like, I'm gonna remember this guy's yeah. name. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, maybe that'll be one of the guys DFF trip will cover in his uh, yeah, coaching so. scheme changes series. So, uh, Alquadim Muhammad, this was the former Colts defensive lineman that had a little run there, signs a two year, $8 million contract. No surprise with the Chicago Bears. Matt Eberflus, former Colts defensive coordinator, now over there. Uh, Matt Ioannidis, I bring him up only because he said, him and his agent said basically that the Washington Commanders brass lied to their face when they said that he was not going to be released, and then he was released shortly after that. Hmm. So I always love kind of the mudslinging that goes on between (laughs) agents and teams. Uh, Shaq Lawson, one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Jalen Reeves Maben signs a two-year, $7.5 million deal with the Houston Texans. Jacob Martin with the New York Jets. Casey Hayward with the Falcons. And Darius Williams signed a big-money contract, three years, $30 million, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. As Dan Hens just said on the Around the NFL podcast, 
How many more 30 to $40 million contracts do the Jaguars have to give out? Feels like they've given out like eight of these at this point. I don't think there's any players left that are worth that. It's, so. it, it said it's, is it just like the honor system? You just, yeah. nobody's really keeping track of the salary cap. We just got to do it on the honor system. But uh, anybody from that list, Addy, that is, let me ask you this. Who is the piece that you think has the chance to jump off the waiver wire and be relevant, not counting injury because we don't want to try to predict that, but who's a guy that you could see being relevant, being that hot name off the waiver wire as things stand here on March 22nd? Maybe Jacob Martin. I mean, we're reaching here. This is not a great list. I mean, we already mentioned Jordan Hicks. I think he's got a chance to be really relevant, but... Yeah, I mean, Jordan Hicks, Xavier Woods, and Jacob Martin. Those would be the the pieces that I would uh, probably target. Yeah, Xavier Woods, we mentioned him on the last show, signing with the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Somewhat intriguing, but yeah. I think the easy answer here is Jordan Hicks with your Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Jacob Martin, he did flash a little bit last year for the Texans, but uh, and he'll get an opportunity there in, in New York. But uh, yeah, again, there's not anyone I don't think that's going to Sets you up for years on that, on no. that list. There's a reason they fall into the waiver wire category. Addy, why don't you hit some of these depth pieces for us? Not necessarily waiver wire guys, but not necessarily starters either. Yeah, Marcus Williams got the bag. Five years, $70 million contract with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Deshaun Elliott out the door. So, yeah, he's going to slide right into there, uh, into that role. Um, actual good NFL player, so that's reflected in the contract. Uh, Jawan Bentley, two years, $9 million contract with the New England Patriots. Uh, wasn't he just, so he went to, was he with the Dolphins, or was he? did he just resign there? He's He was with the Patriots last year. Okay, yep. all right. So he just resigned there in New England. Yep. Um, Yannick Ngakwe, or Unique Ngakwe, traded to the Colts. He will be a free agent in 2023. What was the compensation there? Rocky Sin. Rocky Sin, that was it. So player for player swap. Wow. I like that for you guys. Yeah, don't see that very often. Just one player for another. Miles Jack, he was released by the Jaguars, and he quickly signed a two-year, $16 million contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'm, he'll play alongside Devin Bush. That's an interesting pairing. Um, you know, it's um, it's interesting to me whenever defensive players cross over into typically primarily offensive Fantasy football podcast. I was listening to the Underdog Football Show with Josh Norris and Charles McDonald, and they were talking about Miles Jack, and it was like, so now you've got two linebackers that might just run the wrong way most of the time. Like I was like, oh man, if they're catching strays from Josh Norris, yeah. that's not good. Yeah, both those guys have uh, were very bad last year, but yeah, really odd. I mean, I guess you know you can say that they're young and maybe they have upside, but. Kind of a head scratcher. Um, they were qu- they, again. They were quick to jump on Miles Jack too. Uh, LVE, he's returning to Dallas one year, two million. It's kind of surprising. You figured LVE would get maybe a, a bigger deal elsewhere, just with that, you know, the acronym of a name, and you know, having the neck roll and being a white linebacker. But. Yeah, having a massive like tree trunk for a neck. Yeah, huge neck. Uh, too big. That's probably why it's always hurt. Probably so. More bones to break. True. Uh, Logan Ryan released by the Giants, and he quickly signed a one-year contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like that. That's super interesting. That's very nice. Especially if you get him as the CB designation. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, as we'll get to, no more Jordan Whitehead. Um, that was a definite need there uh, in Tampa Bay. Camus uh, Grugier Hill signed a one-year, four million dollar deal. This is this is very noteworthy because I mean, if you remember last year, Grugier Hill balled uh, there in Houston, like like basically every uh, every one of the prime linebackers has done the past three four years. Um, if he gets that role again, if he gets the guy, if he, if he's the guy out there getting all the snaps, I mean, he could be a a linebacker one for you. Oh man! Uh, and uh, you know, even if he's not, even if he didn't finish that, he he could on a per game basis, as long as he's out there, you know, if he's out there half the games, those eight games on a per game basis, he'll be an LB one. And that's what we're saying too. And yep. I think it's important to keep in mind when we say LB one doesn't necessarily mean there's only twelve of these guys. Who cares? Or 10. people stop focused. Like that means nothing to anyone. Truly, when you say that, like. Uh, when you're there's no reason to put a lot of stock in the finish. It doesn't mean as much. Of course, we it it, it is it's notable, but there's other things that are that are uh, better indicators. Yeah, and this is just we when we do rankings, we we have to put guys one, two, three. Mm-hmm. We have to rank them. That's what rankings are. And uh, so when we say LB one, yeah, this is not a guy that's probably going to finish as an LB one. But who knows? I mean, did Maybe. anyone see Denzel Perryman? Yeah, no. You know, I mean, if you know, having Devondre Campbell, if Grugier Hill starts and plays eighty-five percent of the snaps for fourteen games, he will be LB one. Yeah, but he has even if he doesn't those games, like you said, when he's mm-hmm. out there, he has LB one upside week to week. That doesn't necessarily mean end of the season he's going to be a top twelve guy. And that's what we're looking for, man. That's what we're manufacturing. Uh, manufacturing, you know. Linebacker points. You don't want to have the best-looking squad mm-hmm. after the draft and just rest on your laurels. You want to make moves during the season, week to week, where you can manufacture points and manufacture wins. So let's talk about some of manufacture. these. Manufacture. Manufacture some solid starters here, Addy. Fawn Miller, we mentioned six years, $120 million contract with the Buffalo Bills. Basically breaks down to a $52.5 million deal over three-year over three years with what is essentially a team option at $17.5 million for a fourth year. He'll be 36 after those. Did I say 36 or 46? He'll be 36, 36. after those first three years, and the dead cap is only $7.4 million. So we'll see if he gets that fourth year. Uh, Zadarius Smith, we mentioned, three years, 42 million guapers with the Minnesota Vikings. That's some serious Skrilla, Addy. Mm-hmm. Jordan Whitehead, two years, $14.5 million contract with the Jets. I love that. Randy Gregory, we mentioned, five years, $70 million with the Broncos. And there it is. Like you said, Chandler Jones, three years, $51 million contract with the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know that there's anyone on this list that I feel worse about no. seeing what their landing spot ended up being. No. I mean, every single one of these guys probably improved their dynasty stock by 10 spots at least. Um, and not artificially just because of excitement. Yeah, no. like I, I see a clear path to production for these guys. Yeah, and I mean, and like I mentioned earlier, like Vaughn Miller is going to see his designation change from linebacker to D-end. Uh, Will he be part of a rotation? Yes, probably. Will he play fewer snaps? Yes, probably. 
Am I expecting him to be my DN1? No. I see him as a DN2 kind of flex piece. Yeah, you're not going to have to draft him as a DN1. No. DN did he even go? He went in he our... Would, no, he was he, like... Yeah, he was like DL50 to 60, like wow. in that range. Wow, 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 wow. Now, he won't be that now. He'll be... He'll be bumped up to maybe DL thirty five. I was gonna say 40. you think he's in the thirties now? Maybe higher than that. I mean, but I could see thirty five. That feels about right. But I mean, yeah, again, you can't put him too high because he is still thirty three. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was that was amazing. Zadarius Smith, uh, that's a good spot. Jordan Whitehead, I I love this landing spot. It's New York. I mean, he's taking the Marcus May role, right? It's yeah, him and Ashton Davis. Um. Yeah, I mean we'll 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 see how that shakes out. I don't I don't know. Uh, Ashton Davis. I've seen a lot of people talking about Kyle Hamilton to the Jets. That so could be a, that could be a possibility. I don't think it's going to be Whitehead given this contract that loses his job if Hamilton comes in. Yeah. yeah. But um, either way, the, we'll see how the roles shake out if they do bring in a Kyle Hamilton. What's great about this is the snaps that are going to come for for Jordan Whitehead. If you look at I mean, Marcus May, pretty much the past three years, he's had, he didn't have it this year because he tore his Achilles early on, but 1,100 snaps, easy, um, in 2019, 2020, and then he was training that way in 2021 before he got hurt. So I think it's going to be more of the same for Jordan Whitehead. I think we can expect a uh, career high in snaps, a career high in tackles. Um, he's a good player. I mean, he he's, he's um, good against the run. We saw him make tons of plays down the stretch for for Tampa Bay uh, in the playoffs, um, even dating back dating back to last year. Just a good player. I, I'm, I think it's a good spot for Whitehead. Um, then Randy Gregory. I mean, that was that was an amazing get for Denver. We thought he was going to to Dallas. That you know we, the news broke that he was headed to Dallas, and he's the guy now. He he's was guy never now. going to be the guy in Dallas with Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons there. And yes, he is still part of a, a a good, solid defensive end, defensive line group there in Denver. But they paid him to be the guy. Five yeah. years, seventy million dollars says we need edge rush help, and you are the guy we are tasking with doing that. You got to feel good for Randy Gregory, man. This is a guy who I'd say probably thought his NFL NFL career was done. Uh, faced you know well documented, faced a lot of addiction issues, just. Um, yeah, just was not in a good spot, and now he's he's got a seventy million dollar contract. So very cool, very cool. Very excited happy for to see him. what he does there on a team that should be very, very good. That yes. should be competing for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, that's that's a move you make when you're, uh, you're 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 going for it. So here's the question: AFC West, who's the fourth place team, and what is their record? Who we? That is really tough, isn't it? I mean, I feel like. You got to say the Raiders, right? I think so. I always just default to like who's the best quarterback and then I rank them down from there. If I have questions, I just fall back on that. And for me, Derek Carr is the worst of that four pack of line, of quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean the Chargers are cursed. You worry about you worry about them, but they they definitely got better. They adding, got so much better. J.C. Jackson, Khalil uh, yeah. Mack, Seba- Sebastian Joseph Day. That defense, yes. Bringing back Mike Williams. Did we mention uh, Joseph Day? I think we mentioned him on the last pod. Um, but yeah, that's man. Herbs. Chiefs. The Chiefs are probably going to be the worst. Chiefs, yeah, Chief, yeah. Imagine <laughs> if the Chiefs are like you know just six and eleven. Yeah. No, I'd say the Raiders are fourth place, but I'd say they're like eight and nine, you know? It feels like the Raiders, I guess. 
I don't see them being eight and nine. I mean, they should. I can't see a world in which the Raiders aren't above five hundred. I know that, that team is too good. Really that division good. is stacked. I don't know the how the math breaks down though to where like if all the, could all these teams mathematically be above five hundred? Probably so. I would think so. Beat up on your out of division teams. Yeah, I mean, as long as you split with your division, you get eight games in out of your division. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you you know win the majority of those, split with your division. There's ten wins. You got two at large games. There you go. I still think it's the Raiders, though. Chiefs are still the favorite. You still got Mahomes. But man, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen a division better than that. This is like an all timer NFL. It's in a, it's in a amazing spot. Truly, I like how the quarterbacks have shaken out. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that today. Like it feels like from where we could have had some guys landing. I like, yeah. I like things, how things have sorted out. Me too. Even Mariota in Atlanta feels kind of yeah, fun. That's fun. That you know, fun. just him throwing the ball to Zacchaeus and Cal Pitts, and that's it. Corderell Patterson. Patterson, yes. Yeah. C-Pat posting the gif of the kid warming up his arm. I thought that was funny. Uh, but, yeah, the, Matt Ryan ended up with the Colts. You know, we got Mitch in Pittsburgh. Yeah, if, if Baker were to go there, that'd be a lot of fun. A weird world that the the bell of the ball, Jimmy G, might just end up getting cut. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. When the 49ers are coming out and saying, we had a, an offer of two, two second-round picks in hand, it's like, you should have taken that. Yeah, what were what you, are you thinking? Doing, man? What are you doing, man? You, you, you got him for a second, I'm pretty sure. But you're getting greedy. That's right. So, yeah, be weird if they just keep him or just kind of sad if he don't. ends up getting cut. They'll end up rolling him out there. Yep. Trey Lance, another year. Gets the Jordan Love treatment. Never gets to see the field. Well, this was fun, Addy. I'm glad we got to do this. Hopefully, this was a fun episode for y'all, hitting the second wave of free agency. Definitely some big-name guys in here that we wanted to touch on for IDP purposes. I have pretty much adjusted a lot of the ranks. I was going to say, where are we right now in terms of, like, uh, reacting to free agency? Probably, like, I don't think I've done much updating this this week, uh, like in the past three, four days. Um, but last week I was in there pretty, pretty regularly on the reg on the, on the reg. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think like, uh, Vaughn Miller was updated, uh, Chandler Jones, all those guys got boosted way up. Chena got a little bump guys like, um, Justin Reed, got, Justin a, big Reed bump. got a huge bump. I think he's a top 15 safety now. Oh, you are, you are horny for Justin. I Reed. am horny. <laughs> I'm very horny. I'm going to clip that right there. I'm horny just like with the breath in there, too. I'm very horny. All right. It's time for us to get out of here before the heavy breathing turns into something else, folks. Thank you all for listening tonight. We appreciate it. We love having you guys in. This is a fun time of year, like we mentioned. We're in that free agency. Got some wind in our sails. We got the draft coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate it. We do appreciate it. He's he's telling the truth there. So stick around. Next week, we are going to be diving into... You're supposed to just cut it off. I got to preview what's coming up next week. No, it was perfect. You know how this goes. We're going to be diving into Rookie Fever. John Macri is going to be looking at rookie linebackers with our boy Kyle Bellyfuel from IDP, guys. So don't miss that. 
We're going to be recording an episode with our boy Mikey Dubs, Mike Wollert from 4 for 4, looking at the rookie sleepers, guys that aren't getting the attention they deserve. That'll be dropping the week after that. So stay tuned, folks. The wheel just keeps on turning, Addy. We can see it in the numbies. Y'all are tuning back in, and we'd love to see it. It's all that matters. The numbies. We're going to go look at the numbies right now. Like and subscribe, baby. Come on, baby. Let's get IDP going and through the roof. We're trying to make money in this thing, baby. Until next week, we'll see you guys then.